This episode is brought to you by the generosity of our listeners. God uses it all. I got, I've got been fired several times. I've been shut down several times, but God has used every step along the way to bring me to where I am today. That's author, speaker, and producer Jay Payleitner on this episode. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates. Along with Armin Asadi. We're so glad you're a part of our show to put your faith to work and bring your bold ideas to life. And in this episode, we are speaking with Jay Payleitner. Jay is one of the top freelance producers for Christian Radio. He's produced shows for Josh McDowell Radio, Today's Father, Jesus Freaks Radio for Voice of the Martyrs, and the Project Angel Tree with Chuck Colson. He is a regular speaker at marriage conferences, men's retreats, and national ministry events. He's written more than 30 books and sold more than 600,000 copies of the best-selling book, 52 Things Kids Need to to know from dad. And his books have been translated at least seven languages. This guy really knows how to write, but he really knows just how to love people too. And so we're glad to have and welcome to the podcast, Jay Payleitner. Jay, welcome to our show. Well, Larry, what a privilege to be here. Armin, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, sir. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you know, uh, Jay, we just want to put you on notice here that Armin and I are a little bit nervous because you're kind of this industry pro for <laughs> Christian radio. And um, so we're going, we're, we're kind of, you know, under the microscope here a little bit to, to have you <laughs> on our show. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I, I have produced thousands of hours of Christian radio, but podcasts are different. Uh, we used to, I produced Josh McDowell radio for 14 years and uh, we would cut for, for a 26 minute program. We would record about about 40 minutes and cut it down to the tightest we could possibly get it. And then my engineer would take it back and he would cut out about a, a minute and a half of ums and ahs. So it was really wow. tight. But the podcast world is oh, no. supposed you, to be a little what, bit loose. You're supposed you to have like, is what you like, get like paper noise and things like that. That's yeah, part yeah. of the well, podcast world. That, well, More yeah. comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Jay, thanks for being on the show. I want to kind of step back in time for you. You and I have known each other for a little while, and, and I know you as a prolific author. I mean, you're always writing bunches of books. I, I don't know a guy that's, I mean, you've written, what, 25 now? More than that, but yeah, something like that. All right. Well, sold sold about six hundred fifty thousand copies at last count, and uh, it's it's something different every day. It's just crazy. It's unbelievable. When I know when sitting down with you, you, you're like a you're like a popcorn guy. I mean, you've got ideas all the time, and uh, you're one of those guys that kind of inspire me as an idea creator. So, where do you pick up some of the ideas that you have for some of the books that you write? Um, Well, I just have too many to. To, to deal with. Uh, in the middle of the night, I have ideas. I'm, I'm reading scripture. I have an idea. I'm talking to, to, to Larry Gates. I have an idea. And I've got this file. Actually, I've written uh, maybe I'm on 30, 31 now uh, books of, that have been published by real publishers. And I have the, a side little file folder on my uh, laptop that has my best ideas that haven't been produced yet because I can't always convince the publishers to uh, to do my best ideas, so I do the ones that we work on <laughs> together. You do, the, you do the crummy ones that sell. <laughs> well, or 
but you got to trust your publisher. And they're well, the ones with the deep pockets and the. Well, yeah, the, you, the, you yeah, know, yeah, there's something yeah. about paying bills, Gate, right? <laughs> gatekeepers, gatekeepers. We all have to deal with gatekeepers through our life. <laughs> well, you know, I know that I have. Uh, I, I run a lot of ideas too, and I don't necessarily execute on. Well, I certainly don't execute in a writing way that the way you do is a very prolific a, a writer. And I admire that about you, Jay, but I, I can get anxious about some of the ideas that park and don't get nourishment. And in fact, I, I decided one of my ideas <laughs> was to create a shirt that expressed my creative anxiety in it. And it just had a pile of light bulbs in the the tagline on the shirt was "So many ideas, so little time." Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well, just, I'm just yeah, wondering how, how do you deal I, I with can that? Creative so resonate with that. Yeah, how do you deal uh, with that I creative learned, anxiety? I this could be, this could be one of the, you know, lesson one for uh, all of us today would be you got to hang, hang on to ideas loosely because mm. if you hang on to them too tight, first of all, you never let them go and let them, let them fly and, and get out there. And second, uh, if you hang, you'll never have the next the best the next idea. So uh, if someone has a book idea, and I've talked to a lot of people, well, I have this idea for a book, but I don't want to tell anybody about it because they'll steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to let it out too. there. You got to share and talk and and uh, and trust. Uh, God, God, God will use it. Yeah. And I've and I've usually told people when they said that to me, I was like, I don't think anybody thinks your idea is as good as you do. <laughs> Oh well, no, but it might be. It might be brilliant, it might be. and it could get stolen. Yeah. And what? And what? What would that happen? You'd, you'd have a good story to tell for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then go on to your and next nothing ventured. Best idea. Yeah, just keep cranking them out. So when you have your list of a bunch of ideas that you said you got your file of ideas, and I know that you uh, shop to publishers and you and they help you vet through them. But but how do you decide what you have energy for and where you what, what you want to uh, pursue? Wow, um, that is uh, uh, maybe a serendipitous kind of thing. I'll sit down and I'll, I literally, uh, sometimes, quite often, especially if I'm in the middle of a project or, or sitting down, not sure, I'm juggling four or five things, you just do the quick prayers like, God, you know, be with me here. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I'm not sure. And something will come up and and you just go with it. And as long as you're writing every day, as long as you look back in your day and said, you know what, I, I moved from square one to square two, uh, then it's a good day. Uh, although you know what, some of the best days actually are ones where you go, man, I didn't get anything done today, but I uh, I played with my grandson and I I uh, you know had dinner with my bride and that kind of things too. So you can't beat yourself up. It's it's just I, I've I've, I've given you no answer here, Larry, except for get up and keep working, yeah. keep hustling. So so do you think of yourself as a writer first and foremost when you, when people ask you, you know, what do you do for a living, and do, is that how you introduce yourself? Well, okay, there you got to be careful there. But uh, from a from a business standpoint, from a income standpoint, yeah, I think I do now. I I, I didn't for a long time, but you first uh, tell me about when someone says tell me about yourself, you got to say what's really important. Well, I I, uh, I love my family. I've got a great wife. Uh, God's God's in the center of my life, and that kind of thing. So I would warn folks about identifying themselves first as a writer or a bus driver or a podcaster or a, uh, whatever. There you go. That's a thought for the day too. Okay, <laughs> we got two for two. <laughs> so Jay, back me up. Tell me about your experience growing up and kind of what got you into the writing journey. Sure. So I don't tell anybody this, and this is a big secret, but I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater, hmm. which is pretty much a worthless sheet of paper because it doesn't get you any jobs anyplace. It's, I got my bachelor's degree, which is fine. And my first job out of college was selling photocopiers, A.B. Dick photocopiers. Hi, I'm the A.B. Dick man. You don't, you don't need my – don't buy that Xerox or Minolta or Canon or, or IBM, some, some company that you've heard of and you, you trust – Buy my A.B. Dick copier, and I was pretty terrible at it. 
Um, so that lasted a few you, years. You were terrible at it? I, ter- I was terrible at it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't afraid of cold call. The worst part of sales, of course, is they say is cold calling. Not a problem. I could walk in schmooze with anybody. But it was the follow-up with the product that wasn't uh, wasn't well-made and well-respected that killed me. Mm-hmm. Then I sold law books for a while to corporate attorneys downtown Chicago. And then my faith life was growing. And uh, I, I read someplace in the Bible that anything you pray for, you'll get. And, here, and then another place in the Bible says, here's how you pray. So with my two little boys at home, uh, every night I'd say, dear, dear God, get dad a job in advertising. Because I thought, see, I've always had that, that balance of the creative side and the business side. Some folks are just wacko creative and some folks are all serious business. I had both of those. And I realized that advertising was a place that that came together. So I um, put a book together and I uh, walked around Michigan Avenue, Chicago, and dropped my book off. And I, I self-sample ads that I put together. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you can do this anymore, mm-hmm. but um, back then uh, I did. And uh, we prayed, and I and I somebody told me as again my faith was growing. Said, but pray in specifics. So I said, uh, so I would pray with my my boys. Get dad a job in advertising in July. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I walked into a ad agency. I dropped off my book, and they called me back the uh, the next day. And I two days two days later, I had my first job. And advertising, paying seventeen thousand five hundred dollars a year. You should have. You should have <laughs> prayed that, uh, that God would give you Google. <laughs> well, well uh, it was before that. No, yeah, I think got to go within your. Got to got to work hard and pray within your uh, within your skill set. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyways, the day that I walked into that advertising agency for the first time was August first. So God has a sense of humor, also. But I had a job in advertising, and there I, I helped helped to name Sun Chips. I was on the I led the creative team that named Sun Chips. Uh, I wanted it to be called Amber Waves. So you but didn't I had to win. Let, let that idea go and sun chips. <laughs> All right, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and uh, and then I had, then I got fired from that job after six months, and because they, they downsized, and I ended up at a bigger ad agency, and I was doing TV commercials for Corona Beer and Midway Airlines and Kroger grocery stores and coupon ads for Vegol and Veg-all. stuff for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Uh, very fun times, um, and. Uh, then I got fired from that job. Nice. Uh, because the new creative director came in and cleaned house and brought his own people in. And I ended up at a little ad agency, a little Christian ad agency in Wheaton, Illinois. And I was producing, uh, and one of the first jobs was producing Josh McDowell Radio. And I barely knew who Josh was at the time. But for 14 years then, I sat at Josh's feet and I was his best friend. We got together about three or four times a year for two days. Uh, and would record enough programs in those uh, three, four get-togethers that would be a year's worth of a weekly programming. Um, and I guess maybe here's the takeaway. God uses it all. Mm-hmm. I learned to, to write short and identify a target audience and doing the ad work, advertising work on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. I learned to write short, get to the point, and get into people's heads. Back in sales, I learned, uh, uh, I learned about closing the deal and, and not being afraid to ask questions. And even my theater, uh, my theater degree back in the day, you know, about how to communicate and how to uh, to put words together. So uh, then I find myself uh, doing radio production and uh, 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 radio production, audio production. And I was doing a project for Howard Publishing in audio. 
We were doing an audio version of one of their Christmas hugs books. Remember those little square hardcover books? Hugs for dads, hugs for grandmas, hugs for cat lovers. There was a hugs for Christmas kind of thing. So I was doing an audio product for them. And I sent, uh, had to send, this is back before uh, we could send audio over the internet. I had to send a, a reference CD, audio CD, to uh, Howard Publishing. And I, I snuck in, I stuck in a little envelope that had my book proposal for my first book. And uh, they said they were going to produce it. And after that, not 30 books later now, I am a, I'm an author. I was afraid to call myself an author for years. But again, God uses it all. I look back and see that every time. I got, I've got been fired several times. I've been shut down several times. But God has used every step along the way to bring me to where I am today, talking to Larry and Armin. Yeah, God's going to show you in heaven that your entire life was culminated <laughs> right here when you're on the Bold Idea podcast. This is when you arrived. This is, this is it. Um, you know what? I'll take it. It just, it just it. doesn't get any better than this, uh, and so I'm, that's got to be really I, depressing so for your wife. There's a thunderstorm later on. I'm going to walk outside and say, God, take me. Um, I, I, my, I've been to the mountaintop. My, my, my life is complete now. <laughs> well, we're so, glad, we're so glad to be part of that journey. I mean, it is kind of cool, isn't it, about how when you look back on your life, things that you thought, what was that? That, that was like a huge detour and it, and it served no purpose. And you may not see the purpose of it until it's like three or four steps down the road. Yeah, and not just a detour, a cliff. You, yeah, you yeah, just go yeah, up over the cliff sometimes. Yeah, rah, yeah. Smash well, in the bottom. And and yeah, I, I got fired on, I got, <laughs> that summer I got fired from uh, the downtown big ad agency it was uh, two days after my one of my sons was born. The creative director didn't even know that. He, uh, you know, I was off for a few days because uh, Isaac was born. Isaac, whose name means God smiled, by the way. Isaac was born, and uh, he fired me two days after that. And I said, "Well, well that's not right." Oh, okay, and but uh, Jay, I have I've never I have never spoken to anybody who talks about getting fired with such enthusiasm as you have. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet you though, you know lots of people oh, who have totally. been fired, it, and if they look back, and if they're they're Christ followers, they uh, they can see oh. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be in that job. Right? I learned what I was supposed to learn. That's it. If you look at it from that lens, which you say, you know, God's using all these things to prepare me, then you can look back at any of the things that might at the time have been a little bit devastating to go, you know, that's not, that wasn't a bad thing. That was actually a good thing because it drove me closer to where I was supposed to be. Well, exactly that. And uh, it, it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is not a biblical quote, but I think it's in there someplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that uh, certainly God does want us to get stronger and certainly relying on him to do so. So talk about a time in your journey where you've had to trust God with something that kind of took you way outside your comfort zone. I mean, you really had to like, if faith is real, it's going to be now. Yeah, and and I hate to put it in, in terms of, you know, financial well-being because I've had my share of... Uh, of uh, physical setbacks, and yeah. I had a couple of kids in the hospital, and, and uh, you know, losing my dad, and those kind of things. But uh, uh, <laughs> when I uh, when I lost Josh McDowell Radio, the, uh, in in about a th about a three year period, uh, I went from the radio guy because I was I was uh, just killing it uh, with uh, Voice of the Martyrs for Jesus Freaks Radio and for. Um, for Josh McDowell, and for uh, every year with Chuck Colson, I did his Angel Tree Radio special that uh, uh, was huge for me. Um, in the course of about a three-year period, I lost all my radio business. Hmm. Um, and that was uh, mostly because the darn internet and you podcasters. Yeah. Uh, what happened was uh, uh, I, would, I 
I said, well, okay. Uh, they, they, someone said, Jay, we love the radio program, but we're going to let it go. Because in meetings up in the ivory towers, they'd say, well, we need to do more than their social media stuff. We need more than their Twitter stuff and, and podcasting stuff. What are we doing there? Well, we, we, we don't have a budget for that. Well, how about radio? How's that doing? Well, it's doing very well, but we can't. We don't know exactly the return on investment on that. So, um, well, let's take some money from radio and put it into social media, which is probably a wise thing to do. But uh, they didn't take into account that, uh, you know, poor Jay Payleitner here in Chicago uh, was counting on that. And I was about the I was about the busiest freelance radio producer in uh, in in the Christian uh, media world. And that's when my uh, my book started taking off. Uh, so God knew what he was doing. And suddenly I'm a, I'm a nationally known author. Mm. And uh, that was part of God's plan, clearly, because I wouldn't have been able to throw myself into my relationships with my agent and the publishers if I was still keeping these ministries happy in their radio. Uh, so as devastating as that was, and it was hard to take for a while. And, uh, you know, a little anger thing starts bubbling up, like, yep. what's going on here? Yep. Um and uh, I should have trusted. You know, you go, th- you survive a few of those. You go, okay, God, when something bad happens, you go, okay, what's next? What's next? What do you got in mind? Yep. Um, but you can't sit and wait for it. You got to, you know, keep plowing ahead, you know, doing the, doing the, doing the work that's in front of you. That yep. great verse that says, do the, do the work that God puts in front of you in your hands. That's a, a rough translation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Jay, what was the first book you wrote? Well, it was a little allegory, just 1,200 words called <laughs> Once Upon a Tandem. Uh, with illustrations and uh, Once Upon a Tandem, the story of, uh, uh, I'll see if I can give you a story in 30 seconds here. Uh, it starts out with, hey, um, have you ever seen a, ta- a, ta- a bicycle built for two, a tandem bike with just one rider on it? It looks like the the wheels, someone's invisible on the back. The wheels, the pedals still keep going around. And that's kind of like what, what your life is like. But you need to ask a rider to come on there. And uh, as the story goes, you ask Jesus on. And then you turn around, and he's kind of dead weight. You're kind of mad. You're slowing me down here. I, what's going on? And then uh, you ask him to pedal, and you realize that he could pedal and make you even go even faster. Of course, the real change occurs when you stop the bike, get off, and let him get on the steering wheels. Because he will take you places, weird places, crazy places, uh, through t- dark tunnels and brambles and curvy roads that you may have missed if you didn't give him control. So that's the that's that oh. story in a nutshell. And uh, I'm going to pick that up for my wife because when we go tandem bike riding, she's always oh. complaining about all the bumps I hit and everything. And I'm just going <laughs> to say, you know, hey. It's you know, an allegory. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an allegory, Larry. It's not literally about riding in tandem bike. No, no, no. Okay, I can go, use go it there. that way though, Jay. I think that I have, you know, I have absolute freedom to twist your words into another well, meaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what happened with that book, uh, and again, it's, it's maybe got a sense of humor. Howard Publishing was bought out by Simon & Schuster within a few weeks of that book coming out. And then it fell through the cracks and never happened. Never, nothing ever happened to it. We sold about 7,000 copies. Mm. And uh, Well, that's 2,000 more than the average. Uh, and, yeah. But... but I was an author then. So then uh, yeah. you can get your second. Once you have your first book, then you have your second yeah, right. book well, and let's, third let's, book and so uh, on. Let's, this is a good place for us to talk about your latest project. Talk about that. What is it? Um, holy cow. Out of, out of all my books, this one might be my legacy. It's called The Jesus Dare. And it kind of goes back to my days with more than with uh, Josh McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know his book, More Than a Carpenter. Yes. A little giveaway book. Like 30, 40 million copies have been sold. Mm-hmm. Um, more Than a Carpenter. And I... And, I went to Moscow, Russia with Josh 
and handed out copies of More Than a Carpenter in Russian on the streets of Moscow and St. Petersburg. And I, and people were so hungry for that. And I can remember this image of this old gray bus driving by on a main street in, uh, in Moscow. And there were in the in two windows in a row were people reading this book that they just got, More Than a Carpenter. And uh, that struck me as the power of, of language and the simplicity of that book and the hunger for... Uh, for the gospel, and so the Jesus Dare, same size and shape, is it's not it's not trying to be another more than a carpenter, but it's a, it's, a, it's also an evangelistic tool to give to someone. And the first chapter is, hey, we're all in this together, uh, but I'm going to warn you, we've got about 25, 26 short chapters here. The last chapter is going to ask you, is going to challenge you to accept Christ, to take the Jesus Dare, and the next twenty five chapters will kind of remove all the roadblocks. Uh, get rid of all the answer some of your questions, kind of give you the positives and the negatives about uh, what the Christian life is, and uh, get you ready to take that dare. And I've already heard, it's only been out about three or four weeks now, I've already heard from folks who have uh, accepted Christ and taken that Jesus dare in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. And that's a stunning thought to a guy like me who's just sitting at his desk in St. Charles, Illinois. Rearranging that, uh, words we, from the dictionary. That we can ha- yeah, that we can uh, have that kind of impact. Mm-hmm. Jay, what do you think was the biggest difference between writing your first book and writing this last book? Oh, um, I, I write so efficiently now. It's, it's, it's stunning. I am not afraid to throw things out. You know, sometimes if you're writing, you're agonized over something. You know, I'll just throw it out and start over. I throw out so much stuff. I know if I'm going to start here, I'll end here. Uh, and uh, how to get your point across on the page. But that comes because, I've, again, I've written hundreds of thousands of words and, and thousands of words. I co-wrote 4,000 radio scripts for Today's Father. And that polishes and makes you write short, man. I'm writing these short little scripts. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know what, if you're a writer, don't call yourself a writer until you've, uh, until you've uh, written you know, a hundred thousand words. But after that, you know, you know, you know how to get that thing done. So I guess I was asking more toward, in regards to your spiritual journey. I mean, so what, oh. where were you at uh, when you first wrote your book, and uh, where are you at now oh. in terms of writing this book, and what has been the biggest difference? Yeah, that's an even better question. Uh, boy, I was I was a punk back then. I thought I knew it all. <laughs> <laughs> so you must and, have been a teenager. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I look back like, who was that guy? Who who he thought he he thought he had all the answers. And now I now I know I don't have all the answers, but I know where to get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hey, y'all, this is Armin and Larry here. We just want to thank you for being a part of our podcast journey here at the Bold Idea Podcast. And uh, we would love to remain a ad-free podcast. So if this is a podcast that you're enjoying, would love to keep it ad-free, please go to boldideapodcast.com forward slash donate and help us keep it ad-free. And this was not an ad. So what inspired you to pick up and do this book at this time? Oh, well, because I came up with the title finally. I <laughs> wanted to write this book 15 years ago, and it was called, the, book, the, the working title was, What If He Is Who He Says He Is? Think about that for a second. What if he is who he says he is, mm-hmm. meaning Jesus? Mm-hmm. What if Jesus is who he says he is? If he's not, then we can do anything we want. We can party till dawn. We can uh, you know, drink and smoke and do anything we want. But uh, and our lives would be pretty empty, probably. 
Oh, definitely. But what if he is who he says he is? It's a great question to ask, but it's not a good book title. And and my I tried to sell it a few times to different agents and different uh, different publishers. And it's like, nah, Jay, this doesn't work at all. But as soon as I came up with the uh, the, the the title, the Jesus Dare, that just opens the door. And, and one of the one of the early early chapter titles is "What if he is who he says he is?" And some of the shareable graphic memes that we developed is "What if he is who he says he is?" But the punchline is the Jesus Dare. So that's how I ended up at this book at this time at this place. And again, because my faith has matured, God didn't write, want me to write that book 15 years ago. It wouldn't have been any good. He wanted me to write it now when I have a mature enough faith to know what it really means to take the Jesus Dare. Guys, it's all in, it's all in God's timing. We know that. Yeah. Come on. Jay, do you consider yourself an evangelist? Uh, I No. <laughs> no, I am a, just an, I'm an empathizer. Okay. I get I get what people are going through, and I'm just trying to get them to the get them to to walk through. So if you come to me and talk to me about a divorce you're going through, I can go, man. I, I I'm not, I've not been divorced, but I can go, man. I hurt for you. Let's talk about this over here. If say so you say, man, my life is kind of I'm just stumbling along, not not getting anything done, and and I'm frustrated. I get up in the morning. I think, well, let's talk about that. Let's what's your what's your reason for getting up in the morning? Uh, so I empathy. That that could be a book title. I wrote that down about two weeks ago. That would be a great book title, Empathy, the greatest tool in the in the Christian's toolbox. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I haven't I haven't written it yet, but that's a title. It's it's in my it's on my uh, on my books to write list. Empathy. All right, I'm stealing another, it right now. Actually. Maybe yeah. sit there. Yeah, <laughs> Arvin's going to steal it, and another fifteen years, it'll be ready for you to write. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so as you write as you're writing this book, you know, you're thinking about the objective of the book, right? Is to get people to take the Jesus Dare. Mm. How did you come to identifying what you thought were the most pressing obstacles for somebody to, you know, to lean yeah. into this and accept Christ? How did you decide that? Dare, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a great question. Um, first off, I my target audience, and I'm thinking about my target audience. That's what I do. Every time I write anything, who's going to read this? Uh, and you do the same thing with your podcast. Uh, my target audience was not people who are antagonistic to the gospel. If you know someone who's a total jerk and says, you know, don't give him the book. God can use it still, but it's for those people who are, and uh, I hope he doesn't, I hope he's not listening, uh, my brother. My brother who, uh, like me, raised Catholic, kind of believes in God, has maybe heard the gospel a couple times in different ways. I definitely have shared it with him, but uh, it's not centered to his life. Um, so I'm, look, somebody who's a pretty good person, pretty who, who gets up in the morning and maybe, maybe even is a better person than me. They they donate more and they love they don't kick, kick dogs and they they volunteer at the animal shelter and I don't kick dogs. Yeah, I, was gonna, but, I was just going to ask. Maybe are they're a better person something? than me from the world's eyes. You know, uh, they're a better husband and father. I mean, although I'm I'm pretty good at all those things. My point is that <laughs> I uh, uh, I had a guy uh, uh, just a couple days ago. He's going, oh, I hear you write books. Where do you write books about the Jesus dear? And he goes, Oh, well, you're a better person than I am. I go, No, no, man, we are all. Sinners in need of a savior. Um, so one of the great chapters that I, I wrote that I really think maybe helps focus this issue is is uh, the idea that um, what's the title of it? The title of that chapter is uh, 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 trading your your plan for God's plan. Hmm. Trading your plan for God's plan. The idea is that most of the people right reading that book, the Jesus Dare, have a pretty good plan for life or have what they think is a good plan for today. But you know what? Whatever your plan is, God has a better plan. 
God's plan for um, for your uh, job, you think is to is to make money and provide for your family, and that's a good plan. But His plan is actually to put you in that place in that time so that you can develop resources and relationships to lead others to Christ. Um, uh, your plan for your health is to live long and. And, uh, but no, God's plan for your life is to have a, have a body that gives him honor. Uh, that, that great verse, um, uh, Romans 2, uh, mm-hmm. make your body a living sacrifice, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're, you got a good, people have a good plan, but um, God's plan, ha, 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 gentlemen, so much better. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's let's take this and apply it to our audience here uh, for the podcast, because our our audience, I think, for the most part, are believers who uh, really want to put their faith to work and to bring new bold ideas to life. And so, let's talk about the Jesus Dare Dare. Huh. So that is to take your book. How would they take your book? And what would be the dare for them to take your book and to use it? And their circle of friends and their circle of acquaintances. How would you suggest they could use that as a resource? Larry, it ain't that daring at all. I designed this thing and God gave me this as the easiest thing in the world. Hey, I saw this and thought of you. That's it. Grab a book, this book kind of book, because it it talks in just real language, uh, non-threatening. I thought I I saw this book and thought of you. And they'll look at it, your friend will look at it and say, Ah, oh, come on! I, I, do I need it? You know what? You can read it in forty-five minutes, maybe an hour. Just give it a shot. It's you'll feel you'll be you'll be amused by it. Uh, I promise this guy won't won't put this book won't put you to sleep. It's it'll it'll walk you through the stuff you need to know. You know what? You read the book, and I'll never bother you again. I won't talk about Jesus again to you. You read this book; it's everything I want to say, anyways. That kind of a that kind of an attitude. Uh, and uh, guys, you don't have to have all the answers. To, uh, to accept Christ as your Savior. Mm-hmm. You need, need to understand some basics. And I won't go through them because you're, you're, uh, your listeners know the basics of sin and grace and salvation and trust and, and that kind of thing. Well, so I, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, so I think you're right. It's an easy dare to take on to grab a copy and give it to a friend. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I love the format of this book. I love what you've put in here. It's very accessible. It's very readable. There's some really pithy and great quotes that you've amassed here. It's one of those books that as you look at it, you, you kind of want to just read it, which I just love the way that you put that together. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm leading a church right now, and, and we're going to get this book in all of our welcome kits that we give to visitors of the church. And that just was a way to just let them know kind of where we stand. And if there's any visitor that might still need to know who Jesus is, they can do that too. But there might be a number of different ways in which our listeners might even think about taking this resource and applying it in their world, whether they're in the business community, you know, leaving it as a table for a function that they might be at or whatever, getting the word out about this would be great. Yeah. I don't know if someone just finding it uh, you know what? That'll work too. I had a, a, a guy from a Brit uh, send me an email. Again, this book's only been out a month. Uh, uh, he, he sent me a long email. Jay, um, I don't know you, but uh, I, the, the, the football season has ended. Soccer in your country, and uh, I was looking for some podcasts. And and the the the, the square, little square, red square that says. Uh, the Jesus there uh, came up, and I thought, well, what's that? I was curious about that. And again, he was raised raised uh, in a nominal church environment, uh, antagonistic a little bit towards the whole thing, but, he would, but something grabbed him there, and he listened to the podcast, which is really kind of the, the book paraphrased. The whole, it's a seven-episode seven podcast, the second best podcast on the air, by the way. I yeah, would say there so. There you go. <laughs> 
And anyways, all that to say, and I am. I suddenly, I guess I'm a podcaster too. I didn't know that, but I put seven of them together, and I had my engineer cut out all my ums and ahs, so I sounded good. We don't do that here. Yeah, not so much like right now. But all that to say. Uh, he accepted Christ. He goes, yeah, Jay, and I have I'm delighted and and went on some changes in his life already. Yeah. So uh, it works. Well, that's a beautiful it thing. Works. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, you know, Ken. You know, last thought. You know, Ken Blanchard, the one minute yeah, manager. You, sure. You've run across his stuff. Of course. He emailed me over the weekend. Jay, I've got a copy of your book. It's great. No, it's wonderful. Oh wow. <laughs> you never know. You never know where that all goes, right? You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never so what's know. your what's your next bold idea, Jay? Already written. It's coming out in 2020. The Prayer of Agur, A-G-U-R. And some of your listeners may go, oh, I think I've heard of that. But Proverbs has 31 chapters, of course. The 31, number 31 is the one about uh, a worthy woman. Mm-hmm. But Proverbs 30, and most of the chapters in Proverbs are written by, um, by Solomon, of course. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 30 was written by this character named Agur, A-G-U-R. And here was his prayer. It's the only prayer in all of Proverbs. Mm. And it goes something like this. I'm going to paraphrase. Dear Lord, don't give me more than I need. Don't give me less than I need. Just give me exactly what I need and give me my daily bread. Because if I get more than I need, I'll think it's all about me. And if I get less than I need, I might steal and dishonor you. Mm-hmm. So it's that sweet spot. God, that's that's what the whole book is about. It's already written. Um, very, again, the short book to read. Find that sweet spot in life. Where you're not, ah, you're not beating your head against the wall trying to do over here. You're not, you're not feeling sorry for yourself being a minimalist over here. That sweet spot in life, and that works for everything. We need to be a little angry once in a while, but not too angry. Mm-hmm. We need to be a little, uh, a little. Uh, we need to hustle there sometimes. Don't hustle too much. So, anyways, that's that's, that's my good. next uh, bold idea. You asked, and I told you. There we go. Um, so uh, you, you we'll, look, we'll come on the air again in a year to do that. You learned it here first or second or third. All right. <laughs> Jay, how can our listeners find out more about you, your books, and where they can uh, learn more about the Jesus You know what? My, uh, my last name is Payleitner. It's impossible to spell, Jay Payleitner, so don't bother. Instead, go to thejesusdare.com, a new website, thejesusdare.com, and you can access, you can get to my website, and you can get to all the stuff. There's a Jesus Dare podcast, a Jesus Dare song, and Jesus Dare music video, and Jesus Dare graphics, and Jesus Dare uh, sermon notes, and Jesus Dare discussion questions. And it's published by Dayspring, which is interesting because they're just getting into the book business now. And so it will be at some Hallmark stores which is very fascinating to me. So there's a new avenue there. So yep. just exciting to that's be part great. of this right now. That's super. That's my, that's my, uh, my summer is dedicated to this. And I appreciate you guys being part of it more than you, more than you know. Well, so good to have you on the show and we'll have the links to your, uh, the Jesus dare. And, and I know how to spell your name. So I'll have the links to your website there as well for our <laughs> listeners. So they can jump right to you. And uh, Jay, thanks again for being on our program. Larry, what a privilege. Armin, uh, nice to hang with you a little bit there. Likewise, sir. Hope to connect soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So long. Well, I mean, that was Mr. Payleitner. Jay Pay. Jay, who? Dot com. There's a radio sign right there, Jay Pay. Yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> Just here to help him out, <laughs> make his name easier. You know, he is one of the most likable guys, you know, when you meet him in person. It's just kind of one of those instant, you know, just like, the, you know, let's just go hang out and, yeah. and just have fun together and kick around. Maybe even walk around somewhere, you know, and just talk. And yeah. as you could probably tell. Oh, for sure. There's never a problem with the conversation when yeah. it comes to Jay because he's always got... <laughs> 
something to talk about and he's got an idea. The guy is an, a, a veritable idea factory. I oh mean, my gosh. Just like, yeah. I, I, I think I'm an idea factory, but this guy like <laughs> takes it to another level. <laughs> that's scary. Thought. Well, that's why I wanted to ask him about how does he sort through all that? Because yeah. I know the frustration that I have sometimes when, you know, you got more that's set aside and, and there's a certain degree of angst that comes from ideas that have been parked. And I know that he said you hold on to them loosely. And boy, I think that's really the key because if you don't hold on to them loosely, they start to hold on to you. Hmm. And, you know, for me, it can drag me down. It can yeah. like, I've got all these things I want to get to. And instead of thinking about the, my life and the stuff that I've done, I think about all the stuff that piles up that I haven't done. Hmm. And then I start to feel bad about myself because I think about all the stuff that I could have done because I dreamed it all up, but I never implemented it hmm. as opposed to the stuff that I did do that actually contributed to the world. And if you don't hold it loosely, like he suggested, I think that you get into that kind of rut, which I found myself in Wow, a lot, you know. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mentioned it during the show. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about Jay is, and, and, I, and I know this, he's authentic when, he's, when he sounds this way. Yeah. When he says, you know, I was fired at here and I was fired at there. It's almost like a badge of honor. You know, like <laughs> I, I was fired, I was fired, I was fired. Most people don't, most people don't use the F word that way. You know? <laughs> they, they, will, they will refer to it as, um, you know, I was restructured. <laughs> or uh, downsized yeah. or, um, you know, whatever, you know, or I pursued other opportunities <laughs> or I had an opportunity to go, you know, whatever, but they don't actually say, Hey, you know what? Uh, they, they fired me. Hmm. Yeah. And, and if you look at it through the lens he talked about in this show, it wouldn't matter whether you were truly restructured or fired or you, you left on your own accord because you know, in all of it, God used it, right? And yeah. that was that was the point they made. And I just I just thought that was really good. Love it. But here's what I was thinking too: as you know, the title of his book is the Jesus Dare, and mm -hmm. clearly he's writing that book, like he said, with his brother in mind. And it's always good when you're writing mm -hmm. or whatever to have somebody in mind. But I'm thinking about our listeners now, yeah. And I'm thinking about the purpose of this podcast is to put your faith to work. And so I was thinking about not just for our listeners, but for myself: how do I accept the Jesus Dare? Hmm. You know, because it, here's here's the thing: believing doesn't stop at salvation. Hmm. Believing is something God wants us to continue to develop a skill in. Hmm. We have to continue to get stronger at believing, and I think the Jesus dare is one that we face every day when it comes to the stewardship and the gifting that He's put inside of us as believers. What are we doing about that? Hmm. You know, are we are we taking the Jesus dare even after accepting who Christ is and who he says he is to be transformed? Are we accepting that it's not just an insurance policy that try to get us into heaven, but it's actually a way in which we are to live out our Christ likeness more and more and to do more and more in service of him and to hmm. find ways in which we unleash all the talents that he's given us and say, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's trust God for bigger and better things. Wow. You know, so that to me, that's my personal Jesus dare out of this yeah. conversation is I think we've got to take it up a notch. And I think we've got to say, you know what, how do I stretch my belief yeah. and take that dare on myself? It's not just a dare for the unbeliever. Yeah. That's a dare for me. I love it. So that's, that's, that's what I got from this. That's, that's, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to rest my to case. I'm that. just going <laughs> to let it go. I got a, I got a lot to, to work on myself. I mean, with all parsing, all the stuff I've got, and I just step back and say, you know what? What's going to take my personal stewardship, hmm. the responsibility I have for all the gifts and talents God's given me, what's going to take that 
and put that dare to test and say, you know, what I what I need to trust God in. All right, all right. So I don't know Larry what that the means. Larry the evangelist. I don't know what that means yet, but I know <laughs> that's where I got to go with this. And so I was glad to have Jay on the program, just if nothing else, just to light my own torch. Yeah, man, Jay is, uh, I love his personality. I love his style. You can tell he's a Chicago uh, guy. He has that very direct uh, <laughs> communication yeah. style. Yeah. He's easy to make laugh, not too serious. Yeah. Love that, man. That worked out just perfect. And I'm seriously not going to add anything to what you just said. (laughs) Okay. Because that was amazing. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this show and we'd love for you to leave a comment on our show page at boldideapodcast.com slash nine eight. It's also where you will find the links to Jay's book, The Jesus Dare, also to his website and uh, all the other resources. Jay's got tons of books and tons of things to, to be thinking about. So you certainly want to check those out. Go to boldideapodcast.com slash 98 and certainly leave a comment for us or for him there. And, it, and if you like this program, we'd love for you to review it on the boldideapodcast.com slash review. So that's it for this week. Until next time, this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. Saying so long, be well, and put your faith to work. Take the Jesus dare. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.